Hey, Scuttlebutt listeners, thank you again for joining us. I am Vic. I'm here with Nancy. Hi, everyone. Yeah, thank you all so much for your support, uh, for tuning in. Uh, if this is your first time, welcome. Uh, if you're a regular, this is going to be a real treat. It's a really incestuous, um, self-serving purpose today, as I've got a couple of Amtrackers on board. Nancy's in absolute hell. I see the eye rolling big time, and it's justified. But this is going to be yat yes all day for the next, you know, however long we go. This is going to be talking about Amtracker, Amtrack, Amphibiosity. This is going to be amazing for me. Hopefully, it's amazing for you. But uh, yeah, if you're anti-Amtrak, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. But anyways, that being said, um, I've got Colonel John Atkinson retired. I've got Sergeant Major Mark Chabot retired on the show. Gentlemen, yeah, yes, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Vic, it's great to be here. And if anybody out there is, is anti-Amtrak, they can hit the bricks. Or they can stick around and, and we'll disabuse them of that foolishness. Yeah, or yeah, yeah, uh, they don't get... Yeah, they don't get to uh, put their cold drinks in our uh, in our coolers. <laughs> yeah, they can walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody, I mean, it's the best MOS I ever had. <laughs> are there really people out there who are anti Amtrak? I don't think that's true. Oh, yeah, all the, all the grunts that didn't get the MOS at the basic school, um, <laughs> you know, the pilots that look down and go, "God damn, that's a sexy beast down there." Um, you know, <laughs> Yeah, although there's plenty of people. And then at the club, yeah, everybody. You know, when the trackers swagger into the E-Club or the O-Club, it's over for everybody else. So, yeah, there's tons of people that are jealous out there. Yeah. There was a <laughs> movement. Mark, you got to file on that. <laughs> yeah, Sergeant Major could definitely attest to this one. But there was a movement. So, at the uh, – all right, we're already starting with the rabbit hole, but I love it. So, at the uh, Amtrak school, uh, they had this big – you know, obviously there's yet yes everywhere. And one of the things that the, the graduating class will say at the commencement of uh, graduation is they'll all yell yet yes. But, and then everyone's like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And for those who don't know, it's you ain't tracks, you ain't shit. Um, and so there was a concerted effort by higher ups to not be doing that at graduation because it was like inappropriate or whatever. <laughs> but Yeah, well, the more the Very unfortunate to hear. Yeah, Mark, well, and you know, Mark, the, the, the more you try to get any Marine to, to not do something, the more they're going to do it, right? And uh, so, that's yeah. So true. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I love it. And then and then the folks that go, well, you know, that's a double negative, right? I'm like, you're a fucking nerd. Um, zip it. <laughs> we love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, gentlemen, again, thank you so much for being here. Um if we can, so I, I mean, clearly we've established, you know, we've we've pissed on the fire hydrant, we've established our territory. Uh, but sir, if you could just, oh, both of you, but uh, we'll start with uh, Colonel Atkinson, sir, if you could just tell us a little bit about where you're from, uh, you know, so how you came to this wonderfully glorious service defining uh, MOS and then uh, just sort of what you're doing now. Yeah, um, Vic, well, first of all, I've served with you a number of times and it's good to see you. Uh, and, and Mark Chabot is, is not only um, um, a friend, but he's a mentor for a long time. Mark and I first met when I was, um, you know, Lieutenant Atkinson and he was Lance Corporal Chabot. And, and we've kind of 
like the same thing with Sergeant Major LaHue kind of, you know, been, been, you know, orbiting each other, you know, over the past 30 years and talk about two phenomenal mentors. I know LaHue's been on your, Sergeant Major LaHue's been on your show a couple of times and he's, he's the closest friend as I could possibly have like Mark and, and a mentor. And think about that, Chabot and LaHue's mentors. Uh, yeah. come up. It, it's, uh, it's probably the only way. What I'm happened to you? Exactly right. And uh, yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> if you really, but um, so no, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to be here with a fellow masshole, um, Mark Chabot. If you hear his accent, um, he, he's got it still. I don't. I don't know where mine is. Um, so I, I grew up in uh, Cohasset, Massachusetts, and uh, you know it's a you know a a, tip, a a atypical American town, but but a quintessential New England coastal community. Um, and I was I was lucky. Uh, to to be born there and 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 raised there, but insulated and isolated from the realities of the world, right? And and but raised by parents who taught service, um, and and that that we we owed it to this great nation uh, to serve uh, one way or another. And 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 I chose, I chose the Marine Corps at a very young age, about the time I realized I wasn't playing third base with the Red Sox, you know. And and so I started looking <laughs> elsewhere. And um, so um, I went to Boston College. I graduated from Boston College. And, and while I was at BC, um, I was in the PLC program and I was commissioned through the PLC program. And um, it's funny, how did I get, I went to the basic school wanting to be a grunt. And I know a lot of people say that, but, but, but I really did. You know, a lot of people, it's like other services, like, well, I thought about joining the Marines. Well, you didn't though, did you? Um, and um, so it's, it's not like that. I really wanted to be a grunt. And uh, we were we were hiking, uh, a company was hiking out as a, a lieutenant, hiking out to, to one of the ranges. And I saw three Amtraks just tearing down a tank trail and, and just kicking mud. And, and one of the one of the tracks just for whatever reason, probably to, to show, knocks a tree over. And I'm like, that is fucking <laughs> awesome. And and I happened to be the guide and I, and I looked at my SBC or yeah, my SBC. I'm like, hey, sir, what is that? You know, what? And, and, and he gives me the those are tracks. They're first to fight of the first to fight. You know, the whole spiel. First on the beach, they're deploying all the time. Caveat as lieutenants, um, <clears throat> maybe. And you know, but anyway, I'm like, that was it. I, I was in love, and that's what I wanted to do. And I just put my head down and worked my ass off at the base school, and and was very, very fortunate uh, to to get the MOX I wanted because it, it doesn't always work that way. So that's how I landed in tracks. Um, and then not to, not, not to drag this out, um, you know, like anything else in and out of tracks, I was a platoon commander and company commander down at second tracks, um, XO out at third tracks in between, um, you know, augmenting out as a mitt, uh, and, and other things to Iraq, uh, you know, as the, uh, occupational field sponsor and advocate up at PPNO and headquarters Marine Corps, so tied to the, the, the community, um, uh, I was the CEO of the schoolhouse uh, as a lieutenant colonel. So, you know, just that, you know, that touchstone place where we all go, you know, the schoolhouse is is, is where we all became trackers, uh, no matter what battalion or what coast you're on, you know, it's our, our tie back. Um, so, yeah, I'll, 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 a long time in it. And then even as a colonel uh, at, at, at McCidic, as you know, Vic, we worked together um, and I was the director of fires and maneuver integration division and um, the capability portfolio manager for fires and maneuver. And then you were down in the trenches doing the real work and, um, you know, requirements for things like AAV and ACV and, and, and things like that. And, and so uh, that's my tie to the community, a lot of time out um, as well. Um, and, and so uh, my bio is not the important thing here. Now I'm, a, um, I retired and in, in, uh, honorably and, and, and that's important to say honorably in, in 2020. And, um, 
I'm now a professor at the U.S. Naval War College up here in Newport, Rhode Island, and um, so found a way to get back to New England and and found a way to continue to try to contribute to national security and and, and trying to get the Navy on a war footing uh, for for the fight uh, we're looking at that's looming in the Pacific. So that's kind of a, a one around the world uh, about me. Um, Enough about me. Let's talk about me. Now let's talk about let's talk about Mark. I'd like to hear what uh, Sergeant Major got to say. Yeah, Sergeant Major, how, can you tell us a little about yourself? Hey, greetings, everybody. Uh, first off, Vic and Nancy, I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and talk about Marine Corps. Uh, yet, yes, and this incredible effort that we call the Amphibious Tract and Memorial, which I'm incredibly motivated about. So, short story on me is like John, uh, like John Atkinson said, born and raised in uh, Massachusetts small city called North Attleboro. Um, my, my story is much different than John's. Um, I was a very troubled youth, not up to doing good things. And um, I tell you, anybody who ever asked me why I joined the Marine Corps, I just said it was, it's what I needed at that moment in my life. I need some discipline. I need some structure. And uh, I tell everybody that I needed the Marine Corps more than the Marine Corps ever needed me. So it's like God just put a hand on my shoulder, steered me towards the greatest organization on God's green earth. And I'm incredibly grateful for it. So how did I become a tracker was I was an open contract guy and I could swim a little bit. So they put me through the swim line a couple of times at recruit training. And then they yanked me out of line and said, Hey, you need to go over here and go get in this line. And I didn't know what they were doing. So I'm just a recruit but they were jotting down different things about them. So now come graduation, I find out my MOS is, uh, the, the senior drill instructor told me, he's like, yeah, Chabot, that's your name, right? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey, you, you're gonna be an AM tracker. And I was like, okay, so I had no idea what that was. And then the very next day, we did like what was called a career day with the different drill instructors who would talk to the recruits about the different MOSs they were assigned. So I went up to the drill instructor who happened to be in 1833 and I said, hey, I did, had no idea that the Marine Corps taught us how to drive trains. <laughs> and, he, and he, he looked at me, he's like, he's like, you stupid fuck. He's like, it's an amphibious vehicle. You're gonna be going in the water. You got this MOS because you can swim a little bit, you dumb bastard, da da da. So, you know, tuck my trail and tree my legs and learned a little bit about it. So, um, yeah, what, we want to talk about just grateful to get assigned that MOS to be raised at second assault amphibian battalion from as a, as a private first class all the way until I was a sergeant, that community, the brotherhood, the sweat, the tears, all the hard work. I could not have asked for an open contract to become indeed that. Everything that I needed at that point in my life was given to me. I had an, I used to make a lot of mistakes. I got an incredible amount of support. Um, what what a fantastic environment it was. Fast forward, I went to what was called the Triple AV program next for uh, for four years. Uh, that is something that we'll kind of uh, we'll, we'll touch on very lightly. One good thing did come out of that: the 30 millimeter chain gun that became a program <laughs> of record used on LPD 17. So. Otherwise, my experience up there was very good, but unfortunately, it didn't work out the big Marine Corps. And then I went back to second tracks to finish my time in the community. Um, the proudest moment that I had was leading Marines in combat aboard AAVs, particularly through the Battle of An Nazaria with my brother Justin Lehue, lifting 1st Battalion, 2nd Marines. Um, that was kind of the culminating moment for me uh, for being an AAV guy. 
And then ultimately, I ended up uh, going on drill instructor duty and then becoming a first sergeant, sergeant major. I retired honorably in 2020, and I currently work for Naval Surface Warfare Center as a liaison officer. And uh, the proudest title that I have is dad and husband. Let's All go. right. Damn, dude. Let's go. Me under the bus. Let's go. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, That's fucking impressive, microphone um... drop. <laughs> Holy shit. These, these, each of you could be your own podcast episode standalone. You guys have really impressive resumes, uh, great stories, and great careers. Um, I'm excited to hear more about that. But well, Nancy, um, I know stories we're not going to share with you. That would be a hell of a podcast. Yeah, well, oh, those, that's we've, the, we've that's got a segment for that. Oh, yeah. We've got a segment for that. Got yeah, over the Ton Tavern, Tavern deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about this. <laughs> All right, I'll sign. I'll, yeah. I'll zip it. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's for that's for another day. But I, I know today you came here to talk to us a lot about the um, uh, the Amphibious Tractor Association and the Amphibious Tractor Memorial, and uh, you know maybe bring some attention to that for our listeners. So Vic, you want to start off the conversation? <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, and oh, go ahead, sir. No, no, Mark. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to preface that um, this is something that um, doesn't really have, I don't think, this visibility. It's definitely not within the public consciousness of the Marine Corps that this is actually happening. Um, and for anyone who's been to the uh, Museum of the Marine Corps, um, I'm not even sure. Obviously, the building and everything inside is absolutely phenomenal, uh, first class, top notch all the way. Um, but there's the Heritage Walk, um, and there is a ton of legacy um, and Marine Corps history and tradition that is along about that. It's about three mile stretch there on the grounds of the uh, Museum of the Marine Corps. And you guys are working to um, Im sort of immortalize the Amtrak legacy and what we are do what we've done for the Marine Corps. I know we joke about it being a service defining uh, MOS or capability because there is no such thing. Uh, Marines are Marines, and we just do with what we can. But I mean, at the same time, when we look at what where the Marine Corps has. Um, set itself apart and made itself something that the American, that Americans want instead of what America needs. Um, it has everything to do with our amphibious capabilities. So you can't really talk about the Marine Corps legacy without having it inextricably linked to amphibious warfare and forcible entry from the sea. And the Amtrak, the AAV, the LVT, the ACV are these things that make us so feared internationally. Um, and, and, and you guys are working that. So let's, like, can we talk a little bit about what an Amtrak monument is and what sort of the impetus was behind, like, did you guys walk the ground or like, hey, well, there's no Amtraks here. Like, how did that all transpire? Yeah, Vic, that's I, and my my brain swirl, and so I'm gonna try to and and, and you know, and other people that have, Marines that have stood in formation with me know that, that it's a bad thing if my brain's swirling. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so a lot of great things there. I'll, I'll start with the National Museum of the Marine Corps is, is magnificent. And and the, clearly inside in, in on the quarter deck there in the rotunda, the, you know, the, the LBT-1 on the beach at Tarawa um, on display. Uh, and then in the new section, you've got a P-7. Uh, and, and so the museum is, it's the MAGTAP, and it's all the elements that come together and make the Marine Corps what it is. I, I, I do joke uh, uh, from time to time um, I, I gave General Blackman, when he was the CEO of the Heritage Foundation, a, l a little lip one day. I'm like, hey, sir, I walk in. It's like the National Museum of Marine Corps Aviation uh, as I walk around here. But um, <laughs> uh, um, but but no, it's, it, 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 and it, it, they've done a masterful job. And, and obviously, the, um, all of the how the MAGTAP comes together is vitally important, how we fight. It's, it's how we organize. It's how we fight. Um, but but you're right. The, the, the LVT, the AAV, um, is a service-defining capability. Um, and it's you know it's how we lift from surface uh, from ship to shore. It's it's our primary uh, mechanized lift, um, and and uh, we're the only service uh, in the joint force that that has it. And and, and I'm going to pause there because I know people are out there talking. I'm uh, thinking right now ACV and a wheeled vehicle and that. Well, I got that's the one place where I will um, lecture a little bit. The ACV is an amphibious tractor. Um, and, and what what a lot of people don't understand is Amtrak has nothing to do with tracks or suspension. Uh, it's it's amphibious tractor. And and the LVT-1 is an amphibious tractor. The, the P-5 was an amphibious tractor. Um, the P-7 and its family is an amphibious tractor. And, and so is the ACV, wheeled or not. Um, and that is um, the, the, the uh, amphibious tractor for the Marine Corps going forward. And those young men and women that are that are that are crewing the ACV are alligator Marines just as much uh, as as Justin LeHue or Mark Chabot or John Atkinson were, and 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 they're a part of this legacy too. So that that's a huge part of this. So it's this isn't just about a monument. Um, it, it, it's about making sure that the legacy that was born in Dunedin, Florida, with the with uh, Roebling's alligator that 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 saw its first intended use at Tarawa. The LVT-1 was used at Guadalcanal, and our, our, our brothers and sisters at Third Tracks were there. Um, but the, the LVT-1, which is featured in, in, the, in the mine, is, is the vehicle we can all trace our roots to. Um, and it got it was designed to cross the reefs. Um, its purpose was to cross the reefs, and the first time it did that was at Tarawa. Um, but that's the legacy, and legacy matters. And, and so this is all about um, Making sure that legacy endures, uh, we want to educate all Marines and the public uh, about this unbelievable legacy. Um, we want to hand it down from generation to generation, just as the the World War II guys handed it down to Korea. Korea handed it down to to the Amgrunts in Vietnam. Uh, Mark and I walked in the footprints, uh, uh, footsteps of giants, the Amgrunts and 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 and. Um, you know the track battalions that served in Vietnam, whether they were Amgrunts or uh, in the P5s, Beirut. You know, all the way through desert, through the breaches of Desert Storm, the march up to Baghdad, that's our legacy. And if we don't carry that forward and hand it down, um, it, it, it's going to die. And we got to hand that down uh, and make sure these these alligator Marines and ACVs are as much a part of it. So it's time. And if it doesn't happen now, it, it ain't going to happen. Um, and so I'm going to I'm going to wrap this up. How did we get started with this? Well, a good friend of ours, um, Kirk Mullins, came to to Justin Lee and I one day and said, hey. Um, we're, I, I was walking the, the, the heritage uh, walk, and and we're we're the only GC community. It's not really represented out there. You know, tanks got their stuff. I think between dip spits, I think uh, Kirk said tanks got their shit, and you know, so the, um, and, and and the heritage walk is some of it's about battles, and some of it's about units. A lot of but but 
there was nothing. Uh, and, and, and we thought, God damn, that's a, that is a, an injustice that needs to be corrected. Um, and um, so we started thinking about it. And, and, and Kirk's like, we, even if it's just like an obelisk or something, I'm like, God damn, Kirk, we're not putting another obelisk in the national capital region. Uh, we got enough of that shit down there. And it's funny, uh, as an aside, and, and Mark, I don't know if you were there, we, we, when we met with our sculptor in Quantico a couple of weeks ago, you know, walking the ground, He's like, John, an obelisk would probably cost you more than what you guys, and what we're building is pretty sexy. He's like, you know, the granite work for an obelisk it probably costs you more than what you guys are spending. I'm like, oh, anyway, just, just the things I've learned about building wow. memorials, you know, to your subject. <laughs> the stonework often costs more than than, than the design. Um, so uh, anyway, that, that uh, Justin and I, uh, and, and I've told the story before, but real quick, and I'm going to hand it off to Mark. Uh, Justin Lee was getting, Sergeant Major Lehue was getting ready to retire, and, and he said, hey, man, you promised me you're going to take me to Boston one day, and um, I, I want to go. And so we did. I took leave, and um, we, we went up to Boston, um, stopped by uh, Air Force Base up in Jersey, retired. Uh, my brother-in-law, Justin, gave a PME to the airmen, and you want to talk about people eyes, like, blowing out of their heads as he's given a leadership in combat uh, PME to airmen. Um and, and and then we got up to Boston. I won't bore you on the trip, other than um, we were we sat down in my dad's um, dining room in Situate, Mass, with my sister Peg, who's a graphic artist um, as a profession, and over a couple bottles of wine, um, maybe one. We'll just say one. Um, <laughs> sorry, yeah. Major. And I just kind of gave some background. Here's the history. You know, here's where we came from with you know Roebling's alligator through you know Tarawa's first use all the way through the in some of the history, and then some of the sea stories. You know, and then some of the you know because being a tracker is more about there's an attitude there, there's a swagger there, there's a can-do. You know, Marines that really embody um, you know every Marine a rifleman because we you know we we we've done that. You know, and we've been tasked do that and there's just something about us and 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 um sometimes that's it, 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 it there's an egregiousness to it most of the time it's just an amazing magic uh of these young men and women that are that are alligator marines so within about 20 minutes of kind of giving that one over the world um literally on a cocktail napkin my sister goes okay enough stop i think i've got a base idea and 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 we've got the, her original rendering that that we'll do something with someday it's it's what if you go to the website um, amphibiousTractorMemorial.com, you, you can see kind of the initial what what it looks like and it's it's the LVT one crossing the reef at Tarawa. Um, we 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 picked that for a number of reasons. One I've never seen even in photographs images of an LVT crossing the reef. I've seen them in the water, head to the beach. I've seen them on the beach, whether uh, destroyed or or, or whatnot. But we've never seen one crossing the reef. And, and that's what that vehicle was intended to do, right, as I said before. More importantly, we picked the LVT-1 because that's where every tracker, irrespective of era, war, battalion, deployment, can tie itself back to Dunedin and the LVT-1, right? So I've, we've had people, why isn't it the P-7? Why isn't it the P-5? Well, you want to, we want, this is inclusive. This is about really bringing the community together and, 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 and preserving and, and, and establishing and, and celebrating the legacy that started in Dunedin, Florida, the thirties, that its first use, uh, and Marines started operating the LVT-1 in 1941 that carries on today. And so that's why it's the LVT-1. This isn't about, uh, Tarawa or second tracks or second Marine division. 
This is about the first intended use of a vehicle that we could all tie our roots to, just like our schoolhouse. We, we can all go back to our schoolhouse and we can all go back to the LBT1. So that's that's how we got to where we are and what we're like what we're building with that. And we can, we can talk about the association and other parts, but I've, I've talked enough for sure. Mark? Well, yeah, Sergeant Major, if I, if I may, um, what what are your, some of your thoughts? Because um, we talked pre-show, um, you're on the board um, fairly recently. Uh, prior to coming in here, I mean, what are some of your thoughts on why we haven't, um, we, we don't have a monument or why this uh, idea is just sort of surfacing over the past few years? Um, my thoughts are is that because Amtrakers are so tied to all like what Colonel Atkinson was saying as far as like the great battles, when we think legacy, we think warfare, we think victory on the battlefield, and Amtraks are just sort of again, like inextricably linked to all those things. And so my thought was is that having a monument or some sort of thing that recognized Amtraks that, well, it's already been done because we have Terrell, we have Ewo, we have the March to Baghdad, all these things. Uh, what are some of your thoughts on why something like this um, had, didn't come to fruition or the idea didn't get thrown out uh, before? Yeah, I think some of it has to do with timing because the National Museum of the Marine Corps is, you know, a newer uh, a newer structure for the Marine Corps. So it isn't like it's been out there, you know, for, you know, decades. The reality is this, uh, in my humble opinion, the importance of the amphibious capability uh, that the Marine Corps possessed over all the other joint services and being able to implement that and more importantly, put it at a national level where I believe it belongs. So it's good that we have breakouts, you know, throughout the country of little um, remembrances. We got, you know, the, the Amtrak uh, Museum out of Camp Del Mar. Uh, Second Tracks is littered with, you know, with historical vehicles down there that honor the legacy. But because of the importance of the capability and its place, you know, throughout history, time and time again, whether it's World War II, whether it's the Amgrunts, whether it's Desert Storm, whether it's coin operations today, all of that deserves, in my humble opinion, to be memorialized at the National Museum of the Marine Corps. That's how important it is. Our community sometimes, because we, we embrace that underdog role, a lot of times we don't get, we don't crave the credit. Um, we just have to go out there and, and we got to just a few of us have to go out there and just continue to beat the drum and just remind people how unique and how special this community really was. So yes, we're the underdogs. We're the guys behind the scenes doing all the work, but it is so friggin' important to do this. This is a reflection of everybody that has tied to the community retirees, whether you did four years, you reservist. If you put a wrench on it, if you squeeze the butterfly of a 50 cal through the upguns weapon station, that this is for everybody. It's for the whole entire community to rally around. And again, the same thing that they were doing on the LBT ones is the same thing that we were doing in modern day AAVs. You know, eight hours of preventive maintenance to do one hour of operation. We drop the infantry off, our day is just friggin' beginning. Part-time machine gunners, part-time maintainers, part-time communicators, part-time caretakers of our fellow infantrymen that are embarked upon these vehicles. This, our MOS is so diverse and so unique and so special. That is the reason why this memorial has to get done. Anybody who walks down the Heritage Walk is going to look at it and feel an instant connection to it. 
Sergeant Major, let me follow up on that a little bit and ask what kind of a response are you getting so far from from other other instances? As far as support from the community thus far, is that what you're asking, Miss yes. Nancy? Yes, yes, yeah. Support for, for, for this project. Um, what kind of support are you getting? How are people responding to it? So good, good support. Um, I don't want to, uh, I, we have a ways to go. I will always lead out with that and say that we are not even close to the finish line yet. But I would say that we have, you know, our donations are up. Our, uh, our our um, community engagement on social media is up. We have new people that are joining, you know, monthly, and we got a lot of people that are asking a lot of questions um, as far as like how they can be helpful. You know, we picked up numerous partners as well, so pretty excited about the momentum that we have. But again, I'll always I just got to be honest about it and say we do have a ways to go. Um, it, we need we need all hands on deck to get this thing, you know, get this thing completed and get to the finish line and get to center beach. We got to get there. Yeah, and Nancy, do you have a, can do I you have a target? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, Nancy, I just want to jump in if you don't mind. First of all, I was standing at the position of attention, you know, with Mark's comments there for a minute. I was <laughs> ready to go. Uh, and, and then you asked the question about fundraising and I instantly deflated. No, uh, Mark's 100% right. I, I did, Mark's comments are spot on. And 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 I'll tell you, this: the spirit of the community is coming out. And so it ties to kind of both questions. Um, the momentum that, that you know, we've been doing this for five years and, and the first couple of years it was slow and, you know, getting the word out and getting information out and frankly, learning how to fundraise. And over the last year and a half, it's really picked up. And so um, just fact, factual numbers, we're at about 40% of our goal. Um, and, and so, uh, to put that in perspective, um, our, our goal is right now 500, uh, $500,000, $550,000. Hopefully inflation goes down and may, may help us a little bit. Um, and, and, and that's, that's, that's all in. I, I've got to note, um, our artist, uh, and designer, um, has donated her time and talent to this. Um, so that's cost avoidance in terms of having to pay an artist and a designer to, to, to come up with this. And we've estimated based upon comparisons, that's about between six and $750,000 in cost avoidance, um, which is amazing. Uh, and, and so that's a shout out to Peg Lee, uh, happens to be my sister, but it's not about her, it's not about us. She believes in this and she's into this as much as a tracker is, but, but that's important. We're getting a huge deal here, which is helpful in tough times. Uh, we, you know, it's, it's tough, tough to fundraise, uh, or run a, run a nonprofit in a very contested environment. Uh, it's a busy space and a lot of amazing, you know, charity work being done out there that, 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 that's out there. Two, economic times are hard. So the timing, you know, trying to raise money when, when people are, you know, making choices about, you know, life choices. So, so we get it. We're, we're, we're very sensitive to it. But that said, like Mark nailed, uh, the last year and a half, uh, momentum's up. We're, we're about 25% um, uh, increase in, in donations month over month this past um, calendar year. And, and so that's good. Um, we've had some corporate sponsorship. We, we know there's some folks looking, uh, corporate sponsors looking at it. We've got some corporate partners. Um, we've got a lot of young Marines who run businesses that have partnered with us. We have a Sergeant Chris Rohr, um, who runs a winery, um, Lost Trail Winery out in, uh, in Vineyard out in Ohio. And, and he's, he's bought, made and bottled a, a, a red wine called Roebling Red named for Alexander Roebling, and it's got some of the art from the memorial. And so he's partnered with us. We get a percentage of every bottle. And it's a it's a beautiful American Cabernet. 
and it's a beautiful labeled bottle. Uh, and you go to our website, amphibiousTractorMemorial.com, and, and you can link our Lost Trail Winery. My point is the young Marines that did one one term, did their four years to get out, they, they are fired up about this and they miss their days in their hogs and they miss the camaraderie. And so bringing them together has been a side part of this that's been so amazing. Um, the number of gold mothers that that I have met, gold star mothers, excuse me, gold star mothers mm -hmm. that I've met who want their son's name um, uh, memorialized on our in memoriam wall uh, and and um, that have that have donated and or, or gathered for the Marines that uh, that were that served with that Marine that was killed. Um, the number of relationships I've developed has been a side benefit of, of of this. It's amazing. Marines that I don't know from Vietnam, of course, that have you know Mark and we're we're in communication. So we're talking about the excitement of really uh, bringing a community and generations of Marines together, and 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 we're talking. It's not just set us. We're 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 on the phone at night with them. We're getting their ideas. We're consoling them. Um, and they just, you know, moms will call us. They just want to hear somebody mention their son's name. Um, platoons and companies have crowdfunded to donate to put either their unit name or a Marine that was killed in Iraq or Afghanistan uh, on the memorial wall. And so there's that opportunity to make this really a living legacy. Um, so it's huge. We, we're we're making progress. Uh, we're growing, and and we're going to get there. Uh, we are we're going to get there. Yeah, well, this Bob, is um, up a little. Oh, go ahead, Nancy. Yeah, yeah. You got to follow okay, up. I'm, I'm telling take us down something. <laughs> Following up a little bit on, on that and something you said earlier about learning about the, you know, the, the cost of materials and all that kind of stuff. And, and by the way, I'm here with the boring questions. Um, what are some of the biggest challenges and things that you've learned along the way about how to build a monument, make a memorial? Um everything uh, one um, fundraising and and understanding that space and and frankly how to communicate um, with 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 corporations understanding their timelines and 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 fiscal priorities and it's all kind of like in hindsight master the obvious but one I'm a marine and 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 I, I one I don't like asking for anything and I certainly don't like asking for money but that's what we got to do so I had to get over that Right. And and with mentorship from like Justin LeHue, who's, you know, his nonprofit history flight, he's he's so knowledgeable, learned so much. Uh, Mark Chabot, you know, uh, mentoring me, um, Brigadier General Mike Brogan, uh, retired, mentoring me, uh, folks inside some of these industries explaining how fundraising works or how they donate. And and so that's been the hardest part. Like I've I've gone out, uh, we have gone out. I don't mean to use I. Um, we we have gone out to uh, almost every company that ever had any association with any variant of the LVT or AV. Um, and I'm not going to name any. I'm not, and and every one of them that's still in business has has their charitable focus. And 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 um, sometimes we're not in that V ring. And and other times you've got to know somebody inside the company that nominates you. And even though this company is, you know, significantly important to every variant ever made, it, it, we, we can't crack. So it's finding the avenues in, um, th that's, that's been interesting, understanding their timing, how to communicate with them that, that makes them understand the importance. Um, there, there's, there's 
there's companies that, that we would think as trackers that we got to be the most important thing in town to them. Well, we're not. I mean, we're a, we're a rounding error, um, even though we're a significant community in the in the Marine Corps. And 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 you got to get over the emotion of that and understand it's a it's a business to them, and then find a way. Hey, but but it is important to you. Do you not understand? Um, we are partners, and every vehicle that went downrange, um, you were with us, whether it was a component or a technician or you know, I'm not going to name any parts because I don't want to put any company on 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 the spot. But you went downrange with those Marines, and and your legacy is entwined with ours. And whether it's you know the aluminum from the hull or, or whatever, you're the, the rubber on the track pads to pick it. Um, your your legacy is entwined with ours and trying to get that and we've had marginal success with that that the 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 young marines like i said the the one termers that they have really carried us um in terms of um uh, proportions of, of community um that the, they just the marines that did one term and, and and it's 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 the most important thing in their lives even if they've gone on to do significantly important things they, they go back and they miss it and you can feel it and and then um so, so that's one aspect, right? But f- fundraising is very difficult, the timing of it. Um, I've learned a ton at a hey, Mark, when you say like sitting with Gareth Curtis, um, and if you want to check out a cool dude, uh, Google Gareth Curtis, he's our sculptor, sitting and listening to him and his vision and how he sees things. Um, and, and Rick Klein, or Rick, Rick Burrows from Klein Memorials, who's our stone and landscape person, or Peg Learards working with them and seeing them come together from a different perspective on the art side and how this, from an idea, how does it really become what it's going to be physically and that transformation, but keeping to the, to, to the base idea and concept. That's been amazing. So Mark, what do you got? I mean, there's, there's so many ways and so many things we've learned that how, you know, how a bill becomes a law, so to speak, this yeah. should be on a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, no doubt. Oh um, yeah, for sure. I'm only One a of bit- things I'll add Vic, I'll add this real Vic before I turn it back over to you is that um, remember, you know, that all of us have other things that we're doing in our life. You know, like I said, dad, husband, um, primary job. So this is kind of collateral um, for all the board members. And additionally, the people that we're trying to get on board, you know, to come on, uh, they also, this is a, this would be a collateral for them too. But my thought is this, is that if everybody can just take a small bite, right? collectively we will reach our objective and we would get to center beach on time if everybody just does a little bit right especially if you have that emotion that passion for the community that i know is out there if they just just a a little bit that little tiny bit of you know of effort that little bit of engagement the little bit of donation makes a huge difference so that would be the thing is just, you know, we always got to remind ourselves that this is indeed, you know, something secondary that we are doing. Um, but how important it is to you is how much, you know, you pour into it. And I feel like, you know, with John leading the way, with Justin, um, with Michael Bryan, who just, who's going to be appointed here soon as the association um, um, head, that they are, they are indeed just swinging. I'm in awe of their efforts. I truly appreciate them, you know, going all in on this. And it's been just, it's been remarkable, you know, to kind of watch from, from afar while I was on active duty and then slowly integrating myself in this process. So um, that would be my pitch is just if everybody can just do a little bit, great. Um, they, John found the right sculptor, um, Gareth Curtis, who I sat down with. I'm also run a podcast part-time as well called Left, Right, Left, Keep Moving. I run it off the YouTube platform and I interviewed Gareth and Peg and we kind of talked about the memorial and design, but talk about old school 
just a guy, you know, who just is, is very much a blue collar dude, very normal, um, old school processes, no shortcuts at all. We're talking castings, you know, all the stuff that, that um, you know, Michelangelo and all these old, old sculptors have done, you know, um, way back centuries ago is the same process as used today. So that's the other thing that I just wanted to just put out there to everybody. Those of you who have donated and those of you who donate in the future know that this memorial is not going to go on the memorial walk and look like garbage in 24 months. It's going to sustain the test of time. It is going to be done with high quality, with good material, something that you'll be able to walk your grandkids by and say, hey, that's what dad did. That's what mom did. We served during this time. And it goes back to indeed just capturing the spirit of our community. And I think that this is going to be a perfect replication of that. And everybody's going to have a lot of pride in it. So don't be a studio gangster. When you walk by there, know that you had a part in it. Yeah, I love it. Before you guys get in, um, hey, hey, Mark, spot on. I'm so glad you're here today um, um, as my, as, you know, guiding us. But this is an act of love. It it really is. And, um, you know, anything you love a great deal, there's times where, you know, it's not so fun. And and Mark and Justin have had to, you know, talk me off a a cliff a couple times, you know, once a quarter um, because it's challenging and frustrating, but it is an act of love. And and everyone that's doing this is doing it, donating their their, their time um, um, to it, so, and, and that's important. But I, you know, one other thing, Mark made me think of it, little by little. I, so one thing I've learned, this was an African saying as we've been going forward, that um, uh, this old African saying that uh, little by little, a little becomes a lot. And and so that's something I've learned in this process where, um, it, you know, we everybody gets does something. That, that gives a shit about this or, or, or was a part of this community. Um, and, 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 and whether they can, whether it's just passing the word, we know there's not everybody can donate, you know, five bucks to somebody is, is it, it, they need to put that somewhere. We get it. Uh, and times are tough. We understand it, but, but passing the word, getting more people involved, um, and, and, um, excitement that, that, that will help us grow. And that's kind of how we've been, we've been growing as, as word of mouth and, uh, the momentum that we've we've seen, we're jumping in numbers in terms of followers on Facebook and Instagram. Um, that's been going up steadily and fast, and that's great. Uh, the more contact, the more ten dollar donations we get from more people, we we will get there. Um, so again, little by little, whether that's spreading the word or a ten dollar donation um, or, or whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, and this is the part I don't like about this, at the end of the day, is we have to raise the money. To, to get this thing built. Um, once it's built, uh, Mark's spot on, the quality of the team we have assembled, the quality of material that the design calls for, and the design itself, um, it, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's gotta be amazing. Uh, and, and, and all I can encourage, uh, whether, you, whether you're a tracker or not, is go to amphibiastractormemorial.com and, and check it out. Um, you're gonna see an LBT-1 crossing, crossing the reef at Tarawa set up on, on, on um, uh, with, you know, the waves splashing out, the wake in the back. You're going to see the infantry uh, in the back, and, and you're going to connect with their eyes. You're going to see uh, menacing alligators uh, wrapped around the base, uh, and, and and they're unbelievable. And and you're going to make eye contact with them, and and they're going to be all the way around. So no matter where you walk around this vehicle, you're going to make eye contact with with a, 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 you know a tracker on a machine gun, infantry in the back, or an alligator that's ready to rip your head off, um, and and. It's going to be it's it's going to be stunning and 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 Mark said I I'm going to reinforce it. Gareth Curtis is old school. He's cool, man. You just want to hang out with him. He's just cool and wicked smart. 
um, and, and the team of, of Rick Burrows at Klein Memorials and Peg Lee at Peg Lee Design and, and, and um, Gareth Curtis, um, we could not have assembled and gotten luckier. So it's, it's exciting and we got to get this done and we will get it done. And we're grateful for you guys having us on here to, to spread the word a little bit. And I hope folks commuting um, find this interesting, particularly yeah, those big fat checkbooks. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, when we had talked um, earlier, I came to realize that, like, yeah, I have no idea how these monuments get made. I, I mean, I, I assumed it starts with an idea, and then that idea just sort of, all of a sudden you have a, you know, stone obelisk, and like, oh, great job. Um, but, you know, all of these steps that go into it um, are, are truly fascinating to me because, uh you know, I think everybody can get that get behind an idea, um, but like you guys are saying, once it comes to like, like doing the donations, doing finding the artist, finding the sculptor, finding the location, working within other organizations' timelines, uh, and then what is it going to be, and is it enduring, and then what, who, what kind of legacy are we um, leaving for those who were trying to um trying to celebrate and all of these considerations um and then like you said th this is also you know uh, a secondary job uh for for all of you um this isn't something that you have the you know you're not billet assigned to these things and it, it really is a, a labor of love and so it's super impressive i do want to articulate because you mentioned it a little bit earlier sir that I mean, you guys are a 5013C, as we are coming up on the end of the taxable year. Uh, now would be a great time to make a contribution because it can come off your taxes um, here as we start to, you know, give our pound of flesh to old Uncle Sam. It's a great way to help, uh, you know, support a great cause and sort of maybe take a little bit out of the uh, out of the coffers that are going to. Uh, going to the big guys up the street. Yeah, Vic, you're, you're yeah, spot sure. on, uh, if, if, I, if I may. Yeah, we are a 501c3, um, could be a tractor association, LTD. Um, you can write off your donations. Um, we do have a swag shop, which has got some really cool coins that we designed, um, a hand-drawn lithograph um, that's, that is uh, depicts uh, the memorial coming to life, and and you got to check it out. It's 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 pretty cool. Um, and, you know, donations for swag aren't deductible, but but straight donations are, and 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 you and and we will pro provide you any documentation you need. But it, but back to your point about, um, you know how how a, a monument gets made. I bet you every single one of those monuments on there has an interesting story to it. Um, and 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 and. I think about that as we go through. Some are really simple, but my like they like there's one. I, I wish I could tell you who, uh, what what organizations with, but it, but it's a it's a body of a marine covered in a, in a in a um, poncho liner on top of a, a very plain black wall, and it's simple, but it sucks the life out of you. Um, and, and I'd love to know the story, like you know how that came to be. There's others you look at. You're like, uh, it looks like. A bunch of guys got together and and let's get something done and and I'm, I'm not being pejorative they, they got it done and 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 ours reflects our community um and 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 like like uh like mark said it it's not elegant this thing's going to rip the soul out of you um and make you tear up and be proud of who we are uh and we're, and we're not half-assing it in, in any which way and we won't cut corners and and and, and he said but that, that story is an important piece that how 
um, we got to where we are, it reflects who we are as well. Um, so I, I love that yeah. you're talking about how every one of them's got a different story and a different reason for why they are. Last point is most of these communities had existing associations that that the association was kind of the driving force for fundraising. It had an organization, architecture, billets, people doing that. Um, the, the the last standing um, Amtrak Association kind of died out in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, so we don't have an association. We're building one concurrently. So we're backing into an association while we're building a monument using the 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 um, the uh, initiative of the memorial to get people into the association. And like uh, Mark said, Bill O'Brien just retired. Colonel Bill O'Brien has stepped in. And he's going to be uh, he's framing out the association, you know, from from charter to, to you know, what it's going to do. And the intention is um, we are going to pay it forward. The, the, it's the purpose of the association will be, we hope, at the ground dinner or somewhere um, like the other MOSs do, uh, you know, um, best machine gunner, top operator gets an award uh, at the ground dinner like the other MOSs do. Our mechanics get recognized at the, at the logistics dinner. The tracker, the, the operator side, don't. We want to provide needs-based or financial aid through the association. We want to bring the community together at the National Museum of the Marine Corps you know, uh, annually to bring the community out of Carolina, out of California, out of Galveston, up to where our monument is. And so it maintains a focus as a community irrespective of coast or era. So uh, this is not, you know, a, 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 we've got, we've, this is pretty complex what we're doing, what we're trying to do. We need everybody in. And it's, it's like uh, the, the belief and the support needs to be there is going to die an ugly death. And, and, and it's not gonna, we're going to get the memorial built. We're going to get the association stood up and then we're going to hand it down and we'll see what the next generation does with it. Yeah. If I can just chime in real quick, Vic, before, um, before you start wrapping it up. Um, the first thing I just wanted to say is that I think it's important, you know, as us as a board to be transparent and that actually uh, it was it was along the process, right? So what I asked um, the sculptor to do when I was interviewing him and we had some post discussions was you, we're going to come up with a social media strategy to where we can actually show the development of the memorial, right? Meaning so the cast moldings that he's doing the clay, all the clay that he's doing, you know, making the outside, how he pours, you know, the different metals together. So Gareth has, uh, has, has told me that he will indeed capture that stuff through picture, through short videos. That way we can keep very posted because I want everybody to know that this is a real thing, right? Uh, that, that we're going to, not only are we going to get this done, but we, we, want, we want you to feel the excitement and the momentum as we're building to the semi-truck arriving at the National Museum of the Marine Corps in a boom lift takes it and then places that over there on the Heritage Walk. We want everybody to share that excitement and see that journey. And I think that's just a very important point. And I'm sorry, if I, if I said earlier, Michael Bryan, my apologies. I just had a captain that I was really friendly with before I retired. This was Michael Bryan. I apologize, Bill, if I addressed you as Mike. Oh, don't worry about it. I, I, what, Bill O'Brien. Delete that shit, Vic. Delete that shit. No, 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 that's staying in. That's for sure staying in because Bill O'Brien gets mixed up with so many people. He and I were in Afghanistan together. Uh, the rumor was going around um, old uh, Dwyer that uh, General Berger uh, was going to be uh, coming in to do his tours. He was taking over for Marine Forces Afghanistan or, or whatever high up Bill at the time. And uh, so the whole camp knew that General Berger was inbound, but nobody really had an idea. 
And uh, so Bill O'Brien <laughs> walked in to the uh, to the mail room as we were getting ready to rotate out, sending stuff home. And this Tim Lance Corporal sees him and goes, attention on deck! Because <laughs> he saw General Berger was coming <laughs> into the mail room. And uh, he was, uh, Bill was a major, we were both majors at the time, and he's just like, uh, carry on. <laughs> yeah. A bald head is a bald head is a bald That's head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, Bill's yeah. a great dude, and 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 he jumped on this. Um, you know, when he retired. Um, and in fact, you know, he fundraised at his retirement for for the memorial. But he jumped on this, and, and I said, "Hey, I I need somebody that's in and going to take this uh, and stay in." And he goes, "Fuck yeah, sir! I got this up. I'm gonna, you know, I'm, you know, Bill. He's like." Let's start beating. I'll beat people till we get this association built or whatever. Yeah. Whatever he said, there was violence involved. I'm like, you're it. You're hired. Awesome, awesome. Well, gentlemen. Oh, go ahead, Nancy. What's up? I got a couple more of my boring uh, uh, housekeeping questions. Um, inquiring minds want to know. So, what's the first of all? Did you get to select your spot on Heritage Walk where this is going to be? Um, well, it's it's funny. So um, when we took our design uh, to General Blackman, who was the CEO of Heritage Foundation at the time, um, he loved it. And he, there was one rally point left on the original um, Heritage Walk. You know, they're building a whole, they're clearing a whole new section. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but they had one rally point left, and and it's the confluence of three walks. Um, it's it, it, it's the premier rally point. And, and, and what general Blackwood said at the time was they were saving it, um, uh, for something. And, um, he loved our design and, 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 and he reserved it for us. And, um, we're right near Sergeant reckless and a lot of other really amazing, um, uh, community monuments and memorials, but this is a beautiful spot. And so, um, I know that spot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the confluence of three walks and our design is going to fit perfectly. Like I said, no matter which way you come at it, um, you're going to either have a gator staring you down, a Marine coming at you, or, you know, a 50 cal in your face. Um, and, and you're going to be able to walk around this thing. And, um, so, so it's, it's pretty amazing spot that, that, that it's almost as if that we designed it to it. We didn't, it was designed, but it's a perfect fit. And then what, you know, Mark and Justin and, and, and uh, Peg and Gareth walked the ground, um, a couple of weeks ago, minor tweaks. Um, and, um, but yeah, it's like we purpose built it to the spot. This is a, this is the confluence of a lot of amazing, you know, voodoo, I think. So yeah, that's the spot. Um, you know, we've got to continue to fundraise, you know, to make progress fundraising because it, it's, um, the Heritage Foundation is going to hold it forever for us, but we're showing sufficient progress that I think we're in good shape there, but we got to keep going or, or we may not be, but I, I'm confident and happy. And you could hear Mark's excitement with the, the, the momentum. We, we can feel it. Uh, and that's, he's talking about that, the audio visual showing what other people, what we see and feel, and we see changes to design or, or Gareth does something with a piece of clay that we get to see Mark's idea of sharing that with everybody that, so you can tangibly see and feel what we feel. We've got momentum. We're going to get there. Um, but we just got, we need, we need people stepping in little by little, all hands on deck. And that brings me to my my last question, which is um, again me with the boring questions. Do you have a target completion date? Yeah, so I was warned not to to put um, to put timelines out there. I can tell you that the timeline we're on right now. Um, you know, so we've entered into a, a, a yeah. So we we are going to have a scale um, miniature. I think I don't know what the exact proper term is um, by Memorial Day. 
And um, so it will be, um, you know, Gareth Curtis is working on that right now. Um, the, we, we will, the, the board will interact with that a couple times over the spring. Um, once the board, um, you know, this isn't one per person back here making these decisions that we've got a board um, and, and, and people can go to our website and see who's on the board. Uh, well, well, yes, that's it. Um, obviously, the, the Marine Corps Historical Division needs to say, yes, that's the design we approve. Um, but yeah, so by Memorial Day, we'll have that. Um, from there, um, you know, Gareth, you know, based on, based on the time Gareth looks at, and, and frankly, funding. So we've got, Gareth has got a timeline probably two years from there, just natural art process. And then we've got to get the ground done and all that kind of thing. So ideal, it'd be, you know, 18 to 24 months from Memorial Day something like that. Um, and then the fundraising is, is the other side of that. We've got enough money to, to keep this going and we're gonna fundraise in stride. Um, you know, a, a lot of folks won't commit to you know, start bending clay until they have the whole amount. We've, we've, stepped, we've crossed the line of departure, we're, 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 we're pregnant. And so it, it gives us incentive to keep pushing. Um, and uh, I'm confident so, that's, that's a whole, um, you know, element of of the momentum we feel and 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 the folks coming in and again the young Marines who have their small business that are partnered with us and they're giving us a percent of everything they make to get this done and the officers coming in um, and and donating uh, and leading uh, as they should um, that momentum is is getting kicked up so long answer as I always do and I warned you up front about timeline ugh, um, ideally eighteen to twenty four months. Um, a little by little, if people keep kicking in and helping us out. We'll get there. Hey, Mark, what do you what do you say? Did I get anything wrong there, bud? No, everything everything's uh, on point there, except for the fact that you know we just it's impossible to predict. You know, and set a timeline for an, uh, an exact date for an unveiling. It'll be an in stride thing. But the beauty is that in today's you know modern day technology of social media, that we'll be able to keep all our donors and all our supporters you know up to date. You know, with good solid timelines and actually be able to demonstrate the progress. You know, we owe, I think we owe our donors and owe our supporters, you know, that transparency to be able to see this thing in stride. And that way they can just turn back the clock and get that excitement and get that passion for something that I know that they really enjoyed doing. And when they enjoyed their time in the Marine Corps within that yeah, yes culture. So I'm fired up, man. Yeah, so, so am I. I mean, I'm really fired up and, and, and the folks that are coming in are fired up. Um, and you know, once you get your fingers into this, you, you get excited because you, you know, you're learning what's actually going on and, and, and we're improving our, our communication uh, as we learn and grow. Uh, and, you know, we're, we're done answering questions like, why isn't it the P7A1? Why is it the LVT? That's second tracks. I'm not donating because I was in third. I think we're past all that nonsense. And, and like I said, we are talking to Korean era folks that are together coming in, um, Lebanon guys coming in. Um, you know, folks from all battalions, all eras, all generations coming in. Hell, we've got the ACV platoon that's going out with 15th Mew. They're they're one of our biggest you know supporters out there with Staff awesome. Sergeant Pata, and uh, you know they volunteered and 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 did a fundraiser at the Miramar Air Show for us. Um, and they called us and said, "Hey, can we go to the air show and fundraise for you?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, you can. Go go take <laughs> that you know that flight pay. You know we we could use that." So. I'm ex that's the stuff that's exciting and that's the stuff we want to share and you can get a piece of that on our Facebook page um, you know people chiming in because there's a lot of good banter there and then um, check out what we got going on on our website amphibiousTractorMemorial.com. yeah the mock-ups and the, the artwork 
check out the interviews on uh, not to, not to you know you guys aren't competitors you're you're you're, you're wingmen here I think um, the interview that that Mark has done um, you know with Gareth and Peg I think was intriguing if you really want to kind of get an insight on their excitement neither one of them are trackers neither one of them ever served but their excitement their knowledge um, they're more fired up I think than Mark is and that's hard to believe. <laughs> Well, we'll definitely um, link all that stuff in the uh, show description when we release the uh, episode. Um, but, gentlemen, I thank you so much for taking your time, especially with you guys being pregnant. I mean, to <laughs> spend the time with us. I mean, you guys are just glowing. You guys are absolutely glowing. Um, I'm taking but... my prenatal vitamins, but it's out of pocket. None of that <laughs> prenatal vitamin money is coming from memorial donations. And, and, and you know we're the we're the right community to be pregnant because we're so used to spitting out angry, uh, tired, sick people all the time right out of our back ends, uh, and then supporting them the whole time while we're carrying them. So oh dear lord, well played, yeah, Vic, well played, Vic. Can I Vic? Can I say one more thing before we wrap up, please? Oh, of course, yeah, Sir Major, please. All right. So, um, you know, to to the entire. Um, you know, yeah, yes, community. The first thing I just wanted to say is thank you um, for all your support thus far. Thank you for your generous donations. Um, as Colonel Atkinson said before, it is a very competitive space, and we know that there's a lot of things out there that are important to you. Um, so truly, to, to make it this far and to actually, you know, sustain the momentum that we have, uh, it is indeed because of, you know, your belief in the community. So truly appreciate. And secondly, I would just ask all is every now and then it's good to kind of turn the clock back a little bit, turn back the clock to, you know, your time on those Amtraks and really, really think about all the special things that you did, um, not just within your vehicle, but when you operate out there as sections, as platoons, what you were doing was so unique and so remarkable. And I tell you, man, it just, it warms my heart so much. And, and, and I just wanted to personally thank each and every one of you and the community you know, for, for making me being the man that I am today is in no short credit to the environment that was that second assault amphibian battalion, the leaders that I had in that brotherhood and the spirit and the camaraderie that was there. It was impactful and it made all the difference in my life. So that's my parting shot to you guys. I love you guys. Yeah, yes to all of you. And hey, let's get this thing done. Center Beach on time. Yeah, my part. So amazing, my God! Like the microphone drops in this episode alone, or just brother. <laughs> yeah, he's man, killing I me. You, I, feel... I can never, I can never ever say that enough. I was so effing lost in life, and just the the father figures I had, the big brothers I had, putting hands on my shoulders, walking me through things, tolerating my mistakes, the tough love. I wouldn't be where I am today without those experiences, without the community. So I am just, I can never say it enough. Before I ever tell, if service ever comes up in a conversation with me, I will never revert to the fact I'm a retired sergeant major. It always starts with, I was an 1833 amphibious assault vehicle crewman, jack of all trades, master of none, master of none 26 tons of fury, fuck around and find out. <laughs> hey, oh, big, man. Man, but I I'm, I'm trust you're going to edit it uh, before what, Mark just closed out. One, I don't want to be that dickhead fucking officer that had to get the last word in after Sergeant Major. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I want fucking people rolling their eyes like, fuck, he shut up. When I think it's important, you know, and, and Sergeant Major's talked about the community. Um, there's, it's not just the 41s, uh, the 49s, the 33s, the 1803s. It's the docs. Um, it's the communicators. It's the, if, the administrators. If you were in a track 
battalion or a tractor lash up, you're a fucking alligator Marine. You are a member of this community. And, and I guarantee you for most of the people, um, it's, it was probably the, the most impactful tour you did around, uh, you know, greasy, smelly, dirty, you know, operators and mechanics. But we, you know, for example, we had a corpsman, um, he, that donated his platoon was crowdsourcing to put their a platoon deployment up, uh, on the, on the Memorial wall, the corpsman donated the entire thousand dollars, um, for that platoon, he loved being a tracker and he was so much a part of the platoon to raise some money. He's like, fuck it. He doc dropped a thousand bucks to get him up on the wall. That that's a doc who's a tracker. And that's how he thinks about himself. And there's communicators and administrators out there. Motor T. I know guys that were suppos in our battalions. And still, every time they see me, they're like, I fucking loved being in third tracks. I loved being in. You guys are the fucking best. And uh, not everybody thinks that way, particularly the grunts. Um, but we are special. And, and so if you could edit that before what Mark said, because his closeout was just closeout. But uh, recognizing the communicators, the other folks is truly it's important because they are a part of it uh, as much as anybody else. No, that, that's definitely well said. Um, but gentlemen, again, but in all seriousness, thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, really to get the word out. Um, I think this is I, I, just to echo this. I mean, this is extremely important. Um, I think the significance of it goes well beyond um, just having an Amtrak legacy, but I think it, it ties so much into this Marine Corps uh, history and tradition uh, and what we do um, for the Marine Corps and for the Joint Force. So it's all really great. Thank you so much. We'll continue to track your progress. Um, you've got a home here on Scuttlebutts. Anytime you guys want to come on to give updates, please, by all means, uh, give me your um Give me a ring. Uh, we'll get you guys on. And um, yeah, I mean, there's there's totally a reason why uh, my alarm was playing "State of Massachusetts" by Dropkick Murphys today. So <laughs> I'm feeling it all came together. <laughs> and um, so this is an awesome time. Thank you so much. Um, we'll post everything in the show description. And uh, Super Fidelis. And yeah, yes. Super Fi. Legacy matters. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy and Vic. Appreciate you. Yeah, yes. Thanks for being here, you guys. Loved it. The Marine Corps requires leaders of all ranks to have a deep understanding of war and the employment of force. MCDP-1 reminds Marines that the military profession is a thinking profession. Every Marine is expected to be a student of the art and science of war. It goes on to say that every Marine has an individual responsibility to study the profession of arms. Self-directed study in the art and science of war is at least equal in importance to maintaining physical condition and should receive at least equal time. The Marine Corps Association understands the critical importance of ensuring that Marines are as mentally ready for combat as they are physically ready. That is why we offer an entire page dedicated to wargaming on our website. We have recommendations for both tabletop board games as well as computer games. And for Marine Corps Association members, there is a discount code for Wargame Design Studios that you can find on the website. Wargames are a great way to immerse yourself in history and to put yourself in the shoes of the great leaders of history. Go beyond guided instruction and experience the thrill of wargaming. Check us out at mca-marines.org forward slash decision making dash exercises forward slash wargaming dash two that's mca dash marines dot org
forward slash decision dash making dash exercises forward slash wargaming dash two. Take your training to the next level. Scuttlebutt is a production of the Marine Corps Association. I am William Truding, but you've also heard the voices or contributions of Vic Rubel, USMC retired, Anthony Lichman, retired Frazier. The opinions expressed in this episode do not reflect the official stance of the Marine Corps, DOD, or Marine Corps Association.